<laughs> Welcome to the Minute Sonship Life. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for your desire to glean, to glean into the deep things of God, to glean into that which we, we that which we are truly fashioned to be in Christ, which is dominion sonship we are made for dominion we're the very sons of glory the very sons of god and we are fashioned for dominion now when i talk about dominion this is a dominion that is in the spirit this is a dominion that is far above all power all principality every rule instituted Every rule instituted cannot match the rule of God that is the highest institution of God, which is the ecclesia, which is the ecclesia, the ruling body of Christ, a.k.a. the church. We are the church of the firstborn. We are the ruling ones on earth in the spirit. We have been given authority. We've been given dominion. We've been given rulership, the rulership of that scepter of dominion that he, when he spoke, light be, light was, and it was good, and it is still good. Light rules. And this is my title today. He actually woke me up. He woke me up with that phrase, light rules. And as, as, as I caught light rules, the whole message was in it, the message and the verses. And, and so let's believe God. Let's believe God for this divine expression of utterance to bring forth a greater revelation of dominion, to raise us up far above every foul lie of the devil that we are bound to earth, that we are earthlings, that we have to live like the world lives. Let us rise a little higher, and we cannot rise a little high without light of revelation. And so I'm believing for divine impartation as he imparted this message to me, that he will, because of his love and grace towards us all, impart it into you. So we open our eyes and our ears, our hearts are wide open to solely hear what the Lord is communicating to us. Light rules. We're going to go to the book of Genesis, of course, and look, look at that order that he brought forth, the divine order in the Genesis 1, when in the beginning God created and in the beginning his mind was alive with a plan divine. In the beginning, he knew how it was going to end. He knows the end from the beginning. And so here we have an unfolding of divine reality. Though a fall, a great fall did happen, though great deception was, was taken in by his man, by God's man, by God's creation, yet there was a liberation in the working of a plan that we truly see here in the book of Genesis. We see, verse 2, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. Darkness was encapsulating earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And what did the spirit of the Lord say? Was he dismayed by this gross darkness that enveloped the earth? Was he dismayed in looking at how dark it was? How it was without form and shape and void of the beauty that he had created with and for? No, no. His 
spoke divine revelation. He released words of glory. The spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. Then God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. And because there was light, we now can in Christ through this new creation that we have become. We have the entire volume of the Bible that tells us the message of salvation. That we are now the very light of the world because we are of this greater light of Christ. That we have a hope. In this world that we can survey with natural understanding and spiritual insight that there is indeed even right now a gross darkness upon the land. What are we going to do? Dismay? Cave in? Become darkness so we can blend it and not be seen and targeted? Absolutely not. You target darkness by being a light. You destroy darkness by being a light. That's what we see God did when he surveyed this darkness of the deep and that the earth was without form and void. There was, there was sheer confusion, sheer disorder. You can look at those words. It's disorder, mayhem, confusion. God spoke. Let there be light. And there was light. And take note, this is before he created the sun and the moon and the stars. So what we're talking about is God's dominion of his word entering into a dark moment to bring forth an enlightenment and a liberation of darkness. To destroy wicked plans of destruction. And so, so this is my message. Light rules. When we continue further down in the book of Genesis, in that first chapter, we can go to the four days creation in, in verse 16. Then God made two great lights. God made two great lights. Both were great lights. The greater light, and yet one was greater in these two great lights. Both were great lights. One was the greater light of these two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. Mm. To rule the day of his son in whose day we are now. <laughs> the revelation within me. Trusting God to bring it out. And the lesser light to rule the night. To rule over darkness. And we are now placed where in this world. When gross darkness covers it. To be a light. Why? So we cower and hide? No. So we rule the darkness. So we rule the darkness. When I talk about darkness, I'm talking about wickedness in heavenly places. I'm talking about wickedness of demonic institutions that are planned right now for an unveiling of destruction. The weekend, the body of Christ rise up and see ourselves as the light 
of the world and say, no, you don't, not on my watch, not in this hour that I've been given dominion over. I am of the lesser light looking unto the greater light. Mm. You see, he is the head, Christ. Christ is the head of the body. Colossians and Ephesians tells us that. Christ, the head, was raised up, was raised up. It was the plan of God for him to come and die on the cross to fulfill the requirements, to appease the wrath of God that was stout against sin and this deception that entered into man. The sin nature, the bait of Satan that Adam took in through the deception that Eve walked in herself. And yet God, when he spoke, light be, he, ha, ha, saw himself of who he is. New, new light rules. So when Christ came as the light of this world, for he says he is the light of the world. Jesus is the light, the greater light. He came to liberate us from this darkness that had clawed us into its dominion, the dominion of the devil that he took from Adam. But you see, we have a context here in this first chapter of Genesis to be of great cheer. And then we have all the writings of the Apostle Paul, all the writings of this word, of this word divine that tells us that we are of God. And because we are born of God, born of light, we have overcome them, all the darkness that's in the world. And we have been talking about faith. We've been talking about faith being this victory that overcomes the world. And going back to the message I spoke that was titled, Faith is All Things Good, we took note that faith comes through the hearing ear. That is tuned into the sayings of Christ. So when we tune into the sayings of light, <laughs> our understanding is flooded with light. And in this light flood of his word, this love, love divine pour out. Light flood. We are walking in dominion over dark. Growing this light of revelation, realizing we are truly the light of the world. And I've got a little bit too far in this message, but I need to build it up. So let's go back to the verse we read in verse 16, Genesis 1. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the ferment of the heavens to give light on the earth. To give light on the earth. And to rule, verse 18, and to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So evening and the morning were the fourth day. So on this day of creation, we're seeing a great marvel of dominion being displayed once again. 
that light, two great lights were given to rule, to rule over the earth, to bring light to the world, light to the earth. And this light was a light that was given rulership over the day and over the night and to divide and to divide can you hear hebrews 4 that the word of god is a two-edged sword that divides between what soul and spirit we know the word of god is a light unto us now unto our feet unto our path so when we walk in this light there is a ruling light over all the darkness and is given to bring light light for the purpose of what to see the living god to see the living creator to see the master of the universe the lover of our soul to see love who god is god is love in a most marred world filled with hatred filled with lust, twisted love, filled with darkness, filled with a murderous, murderous planets. But we are given light, and in his light we have life, John 1 tells us. And so this light of him, who he is, his word is light, we have life yes because first john 5 tells us that the ones that have the son have life we're referring to everlasting life eternal life a life that is from above that the enemy cannot touch that we have in this life that we have received through the son of his love when he came born again and called him lord Lord, we called him Lord. We called him the Son of God, Jesus. We became born again at that moment. We became a new creation that is from above, born from light, born of God, having already through this birth overcome every lower order. And so we walk in the rulership of this light. And yes, he is the greater light. He is in heaven. There is no night in heaven. He is the glorious expression of the Father, the firstborn, and in his light only. But we know his body are, can I say, the lesser light placed here on earth to rule, to rule with this light of revelation of the word of God. Colossians says to lay hold, not to separate ourselves from the head of who he is. The only way you and I have dominion is through this divine connectivity of the head and the body. Following the divine lead of the Holy Spirit, the orchestrator of the ultimate planning of God, that that which he said light be and light was, he knows the end from the beginning. Light is right now. Let's go Psalm 119 because I mentioned this. 
I think we're going to go back to Genesis 1. So if you want to put something there, or it's easy to locate at the very beginning of the Bible. But, uh, I just opened to Isaiah 60 here, and actually I was going to touch upon it, but here it is a little bit before what I thought the order was, but it's always about his perfect order. Isaiah 60, let's go to Isaiah 60 before that. Verse 1. Arise, shine. Arise, shine. How do we shine? By allowing his word to have brought forth a transformation. From darkness to light. A mind lit up the mind of Christ. Like on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Mount of Transformation, the Mount of Metamorphosis, on that moment where Jesus revealed who he was to his disciples, Peter, John, and James. It was set right be between Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, which is the fullness of the word of God of who he is. This, this is who he is. The law and the prophets, this is who he is. He was lit up, he shone, he shone, he 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 radiated this light that is. Who are we now in him? We're not blotches of darkness in his body. There's no darkness in him. See, darkness is far away, cast away from him. So the importance of a mind renewal. The mind renewal is a mind that is convinced, persuaded, changed by the word of God. The mind renewal looks like a, a situating of oneself Abiding in the word of God. It is living out the mind of Christ. It's not you smart little ways and creative little ways of what you were taught. Because your mommy and daddy were so smart and you went to the best educational institutions of the world. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about light be. I'm talking about the greater and the lesser light that is given to bring forth light into this earth. To rule by day and rule by night. To bring forth a divide between lightness and darkness. What does that look, what that looks like to us as a believer in Christ is to be in the operation, being a doer of the word of God, to have the word operate through us in such a proficiency to be able to separate darkness from light. A discernment to know what is of truth and to shun evil, which is deception. Wake up. Wake up. There is a great commissioning right now. There is a great commissioning right now on all of us to rise up. Just like Isaiah spoke, and let's go back to Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Has your light come? Yes, Christ has come into the world. Your light has come. 
What are you waiting on? What am I waiting on? What are we waiting on? Rise up. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. The deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And I look at that word arise, it's like to, to shine over you. Actually, I looked it up in the concordance. I just, I think it's queued up here. Just give me a moment. Isaiah 60, verse 2. You can look at the Strong's Concordance. For behold, darkness covers. Darkness covers. That word cover is to cover, to conceal, to hide. Hiding. Blinding. Covering the sight of man towards God. Darkness covers the earth and thick darkness. That word thick darkness is cloud, heavy or dark cloud. Darkness, gross darkness, thick darkness over the people. But we are given this rulership of light to divide between darkness and light. To bring light to mankind. But the Lord will rise, and that word rise is to rise, to come forth, to break out, to rise up, to shine, to come out, appear upon you, and his glory will appear. It is to see, to look at, to inspect, to perceive, to consider. His glory will be seen over you. How is his glory seen over us? How is his glory seen over us? Is it going to be a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of light by night, the way we saw him demonstrate himself in the Old Testament? Well, I'll tell you what the words of Jesus talks about how he manifests himself through us. Let's just go. I believe I'm done with Isaiah 60 for the moment. Let's go to John, and I'll still make my way to where I said earlier I was going to go in Psalm 119, I believe. In John 8, 12. This is... Um, just give me a minute. John 8, 12, it, he speaks his words to the lady caught in adultery. He says to her, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So how would he demonstrate himself to the world through us now? It is by us following him. It is by us being a doer of the word of God. In um, 
same chapter, we have verse 31. Jesus speaking to the Jews who believed in him, he said, if you abide in my word, this is how he manifests himself to the world through us. If you abide in my word, you are my disciple indeed, my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and you shall know the truth which we can say his word is truth, which we can say his word is light, and you shall know this light of rulership, his word. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Make you free from what? Make you free from this darkness that is covering, that is dulling the senses of men and women in this hour. The only way of freedom, the only way of demonstration that we are disciple of Christ, it is through this abiding in the word of God. It is only through this demonstration of power that is found in the word of God. Which looks like a mind renewal, which, which looks like a walk of light because we are the children of light. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like a mingling with darkness. He's coming for a bride, a pure bride. No spots. No darkness to be found in us in this hour. And the only way darkness will not be found is when we walk in this light of revelation and the light of his word is flushing out darkness, which is fear. Because perfected love, which his word is perfected love to us, casts out darkness. We cannot tolerate a frailty of mind that's always leaning towards fear and excuse it and excuse it. We catch ourselves in recognition of these frailties of thoughts. Yes, we do. What do we do then? We shun them. We bring them down. We don't tolerate it. We don't excuse it. Well, you know, it's reasonable to be afraid today. No, it's not reasonable. Light rules. Light rules. And rulership brings forth a division. A division of that which is dark versus light. So we can walk as the children of God, unmarred by this perverse generation. Let's go now to Psalm 119 here. I have something there, yeah. The first few verses are so powerful, so we'll just read them, but then, of course, we're going to go to verse um, 105. But Psalm 119, I'll just read the first few verses. Blessed are the undefiled, those preserved from this crooked generation. Because we've chosen to allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. Because we have allowed his light 
to live in us. Richly. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. The way of Christ. In the way. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Who walk in his instruction. Who walk in this perfect law of liberty that James calls the word of God. See, when I talk about dominion, and I really haven't spent too much time talking about dominion, because we can so flesh out with certain messages. And go rah, 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 and just live any old way we want to live. Say, I have authority. In your old man, there is no authority. In the old man, the only authority you know is of your flesh that wants to rule you. The ones to take you into dark places and destroy you. And if you sow to that flesh, you will be destroyed. So a lot of the, what I believe the Lord has led me to speak on is this new creation man. Which looks like a mind renewal. Which look, looks, it looks like a reckoning of an old way dead. So you know who you truly are in Christ. So you can walk in the law of the Lord and be truly free. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with his, their whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. You have commanded us You've commanded us, the psalmist writes, to keep your precepts diligently, not casually. Now, whenever I feel like it, whenever it suits me, Sunday morning I go to church, I keep your precepts. No. It is being a door of truth. Oh, the, my ways were directed to keep your statutes then I would not be ashamed. Because those that believe in truth will never be put to shame. Those that believe and, and cleave unto his word will never know shame. When I look into all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of heart. What always has fascinated me with these two verses placed together is that it's only when we look into his perfect law of liberty can we truly praise him? Because that's when we truly know him. So perfected praise comes through this divine revelation of the word of God. I'll praise you with the brightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. When I learn your righteous judgment. What that tells me is that we have to learn his way. His way is to be taught to us. And we know the one he's given to us in this hour is the Holy Spirit that leads us in truth. So we'll know his commandment. So we'll know his word. So we'll know his instruction. So we'll know his righteous judgments. So now we can go to, uh, to verse 1 or 5 or let's see, maybe a little bit higher. Oh, verse 97. 
How I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. It is my meditation all the day, the psalmist writes. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. What makes us overcome the devices of wickedness? It is his word. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Yes, yes, they're ever with us. We do live in a fallen world where Satan is the master of. But there's what? A table prepared before us in the presence of the enemy. And that table is a, 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 a partaking of wisdom. A partaking of an overcoming mindset, the mind of Christ. So that we'll never be caught in a snare unaware. Oh, this is my desire. To learn of him. Verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation, the key to meditating the Word of God. He said early in 97, is my meditation all the day to ponder on that which he says and trust what he says. Not to ponder, to dissuade yourself from that which he says, how it's not going to fit you right now but to ponder in the truth of what he says. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I've restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments for yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Though your precepts through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Here we see light dividing. That only through his precepts can we shun evil. Because otherwise, we wouldn't know it's evil. We think it's good. How many are calling evil good in today's society? Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light, a light. His word is a lamp and a light, a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed I will keep your righteous judgments. And so today we make one more, one more commitment to his word. Now, that which I say might seem lofty. All of us are attaining to this reality. All of us are wanting to grow up in this maturity of being a true light. Being a true light. Let's go to Colossians. I made reference to it, but I want to talk about the greater light and the lesser light. Yeah. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Colossians 2. Verse 16. Let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow, a shadow, just a shadow of things to come. But the substance, the reality, the substance is of Christ. That word is reality, is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, the reward of walking in this reality of Christ. The reward in knowing that you are above all, not subject to the lower systems of religiosity. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility, false piety. A religious spirit is marked by this false humility. And yet so proud and arrogant. That's not rulership. There is destruction, by the way. Pride always comes before the fall. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility, in the worship of angels, in intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshy mind. What the fleshy mind does, the mind that's not renewed by the word of God. The mind, the carnal mind that's not persuaded and has not been shut down by the word of God. Puffs you up. Makes you walk in false humility. Makes you cover up. Leads you into darkness. A darkness that covers. A darkness that hides truth from you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, the convictor, the convictor of truth. Verse 19, and not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with increase that is from God. You see, we are made to grow and not to just stay put and do nothing. And think we've already, we're full grown now because we got born again. We're full grown now. No, we're to grow in this full stature of Godship that's found in Christ alone. Because in, in that same chapter in verse 9, we see that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And only in him are we complete. All in the fullness of his light. He is the word. The word made flesh, light come into the world. Only in him are we complete. Who is he? He is the body's head. He's the head of the body. The we now part of the body of Christ are to hold on to the word of God. What am I saying? You gotta grow up. Back to that verse 19, the tail end of it. 
that as we are holding on to the head, from whom all the body is nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows, grows with increase that is from God. That is from God. Let's go to um, where? Oh, yeah, Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 22. He put all things, that is the Father. God put all things under his feet, the feet of Jesus, and we're part of the body. Therefore, all things under our feet. Why would they say that? Because he, he told us, he's going to tell us here in this book that we've been raised together with him far above. Let's finish this verse. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Gave him to be head over all things to the church. And that word church is ecclesia, ruling body. To rule this earth from a heavenly place of dominion. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. If we go just a, a, a verse above regarding Christ, that the power by which the Father raised up Christ, the power of resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit now resides in us in verse 20, which he worked in Christ, this mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. He's speaking to us that the same power is residing in us. All these verses I've, I've read over and over in these messages, you can go back and read the entire Ephesians for fuller context. And now because of this power that resides in us, that same power that raised Christ from the dead, because he himself, God, resides in us through the fullness of Christ within us. We have with his rising been raised far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Also in that which is to come, there's no fear. There's no fear in light. There's no fear in light. Yeah, but I have this issue. Yeah, but I have this situation. Yeah, but this is not resolved yet. Yeah, but, yeah, but put that away. Say, yes, Lord, your word is yes. And it is amen. Every promise is made and given to me to fit me perfectly. To raise me up from this lower level of infirmity, of a sickly mindset, a fallen way of thought that mimics darkness. But we now through this rising that we've been, let's see, in chapter two, we can start reading. And you he made alive 
who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, which is darkness, according to the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And then from there, in verse 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And verse 6, and raised us up, raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are because the head and the body are fitly joined together. That's why we're to lay hold on the word of God. The word of God is our headship, our rulership. So where he is, we are, and as he is, we are, First John tells us, as he is, we are now light. We are like Matthew, just because we know it, but why not put our eyes on it? Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 16. How we live life. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Because in verse 14, he told us, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You're given to this. You're placed in this world. You're placed here on earth for rulership, to rule over darkness. I'm going to listen to my message. As well. You're the light of the world, a city that is set. Look, we are a city that is set on a hill, cannot be hidden. And yet Satan wants to hide and cover us up with darkness. You come back to this verse and no, no, devil, you are a liar. From the very beginning, you've been a liar. The word tells me, truth tells me, light speaks to me that I'm light now in Christ. I'm the very light of this world. And now I'm a city set up on the hill as part of the body of Christ. The ruling body on earth. Up on the hill. In a lofty place that is far above all. To rule over the lower realm. And I cannot be hidden by lies. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. God did not make us to be under a basket. He didn't lit us up to hide us. No. Just like we saw in Genesis 1 when he hovered over the deep. Over that darkness. And he spoke light be and light was. We are made in that light to not be hidden, to be seen by all, so he be seen through us, not under a basket to hide, 
to hide as they are hiding, to fear as they are fearing. To talk about the same, uh, I think we're going down. I think this is the end. We are living in the last of the last days. We know that. But this is glorious. This is glorious. Because though there's gross darkness, what does he say in Isaiah 60? Arise. Light has come. Your light has come. He is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? If God be for me, who can be against me? But we are on the lampstand. We are like a lampstand. Let's read that verse again. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, on a lampstand, Christ the lampstand, we are on him. We are, we are part of him. And it gives light to all. See, we're set up on the lampstand. Only on the lampstand do we shine. Only when we found in Christ the lampstand can we shine. Gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may know that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And glorify your Father in heaven. I'm going to go close back to Genesis 1, 16. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. We are made to rule the night. Set up on a hill, on a lampstand, to give light to all those that are in the house. To roll over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. Who is in dominion? Who is above all? Christ the head and us the body. To divide light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Because God saw it was good. He called it good. Satan cannot hide the goodness of God in this day. We are the children of the day of his son. We are the children of the day of the Lord. We're the children of light. And Satan has nothing on us. Because we're firmly placed on that lampstand. Christ the Lord. And so the evening and the morning were the four day. It was sealed, buddy. It was sealed. It was done. And it is done and it is finished. And so glory be to God. We are done for this day. But rejoice to know that you are light and you're made for dominion. Don't cower with the shadow shifting of lies and accusations telling you you've got no right to stand up for Christ. Yes, you do. Yes, you're a child of the light. Stand up for Christ and be free today. Glory be to God. Amen. Woo!